the Engaged and Inspired podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to the Engaged and Inspired podcast. This is DJ Sam. And Kia. And we are wedding professionals with nearly 60 years of combined experience. That sounds crazy, but okay. How about you tell us a little bit about how you got started, Sam? Let me tell you a little bit about myself. With over 40 years' experience in the music business, I've been recognized by my peers in the industry. Uh, DJ Times, the international magazine for professional DJs as DJ of the Month, and uh, was a founding member of the Connecticut Professional Disc Jockeys Association. Also rated as a five-star entertainer by local brides, and I've attained uh, Wedding Wire's Couples' Choice Award since 2011. With a career that started as a mobile DJ in Gloucester, England in the 70s, um, I won the 1979 Grand Disco Competition with my DJ partner Paul Palmer, and then I immigrated to the U.S. in 1981. I've worked on various uh, nightclubs and uh, mobile events, and then became midday air personality on Hartford's own R&B station WKND. As the owner of Atmosphere Productions, I've been featured on TLC's Four Weddings and also CNBC Valentine's Day special, Love at First Bite, which featured our clients we met on Match.com. Atmosphere Productions' work has been featured in numerous publications. I'm most proud of the thousands of brides and happy couples who have experienced the difference in our entertainment. They are the secret of my success. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kia. I'm the owner of Vest Occasions and one of the co-founders of Engaged Connecticut. I've been planning weddings and events for over 15 years. I really do love my job. I'm a direct, right-to-the-point type of planner. Not super fluffy when it comes to planning, but I do like to tell couples how to mix in their traditions, um, find what makes them happy, and bring in their own style. A little bit about myself. I'm a single mother of two boys. I have an amazing support system. English is not my first language. I love winter over summer. I don't own anything red. And I'm a person who's always looking for balance. And I think it's important for the couples to have balance, too, in their lives between what they're doing regularly and planning. Wedding planning shouldn't consume every single thing that you're doing. I prefer my meetings with a glass of Prosecco or a glass of wine. I also happen to be the monthly guest on NBC Connecticut. Uh, I bring uh, different ideas for weddings and events. I've been featured on Fox Connecticut as well. And for us, we are doing this podcast because we're looking forward to sharing, educating, and inspiring all of you. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning. We may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Hi, this is DJ Sam with... Kia. And this is... Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And on today, we're going to discuss... Toasts. You mean bread, butter... And cheese. And cheese? <laughs> no, what you say when obviously everybody sat down at the reception, first dance is done, it's the next step. Oh, that toast, toast at the wedding. Okay, so that's what we'll talk about then. Perfect. What's your big tip? Uh, basically, you have to know who's going to be talking that day. If it's going to be the best man, the maid of honor, if dads are giving a welcome speech, if moms are giving a welcome speech. Um, a lot of times we've been at weddings where dads seem surprised that they have to say something. We just had a wedding where that happened. <laughs> and you have to prompt them, obviously. Yes. And obviously, if they have a little prep time, they sort of have a better idea of, I'm going to talk for five minutes, I'm going to talk for seven minutes, I'm also not going to say um a lot. Please. And, you know, seem confused where they are, which they should know where they are all day. I, I, and, and let me jump in. One of the big tips that I, I give to my clients is, is 
if you're the best man, don't say for those of you who don't know me. This is my nightmare. My children joke that that's going to be what they're going to do to me at their weddings. Each of them. This is their, because they know how much it aggravates me. In case you don't know me, everybody by that point in time knows you. And if they don't, just say, hi, I'm Peter. Because they will get to know you. <laughs> Absolutely. One of those other things is, and I'm sure you've seen this, like what is appropriate to say on a toast or during a toast and not? Mostly none. And I've heard all the variations. I agree. I think people really, you know, sometimes theatrics, because we see so many things like on online, you know, somebody saying a song or they built something or they danced. People think they have to meet that same standard and you don't. And it's a high standard if you've seen somebody else do it, but do your own thing. Absolutely. Because there's nothing more, I don't know, not annoying is not the right word, but you can see them losing all of the guests the guests are no longer paying attention and that's really painful because you really are there trying to share something great and lovely about the couple but don't embarrass them don't um don't say anything awful about each other's brand new spouse and it's about both of them yes the best man should not just speak about the groom true and the maid of honor matron of honor should not only speak about the bride it's a wedding for both couples. And both families. And both families, too. So Absolutely. make sure you also thank both families, because you just never know. But it's one of those things, just it's always nice to say, I'm so happy to see this family and this family, even if they're not at the same table for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> one of my things, and I'm sure you can tell me how to do this, where should they hold the mic when they're talking? Because there's nothing worse as a planner, as I can see that no one can hear them, because they're not holding it in the right place. It's typically about an inch away from... Uh, your mouth. That's what we recommend. Um, I tell my clients, pretend you're licking an ice cream because <laughs> that's where it needs to be. Obviously, um, they don't do it as if they're licking an ice cream, but I want them to envision that it's that it's that close because in reality, they will pull the microphone down to their, their chest or mm -hmm. their breast area, uh, typically because they're nervous. Um, I've seen people even hold it down to their knees just put it out of the way not even thinking that oh. it's a microphone um can't do that obviously no, you can't do not. that so i usually recommend about an inch um uh, away from your lips okay how many toasts do you think is a good idea at a wedding one 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 but if you're having there's a maid of honor and a best man <laughs> i want to get to the partying okay. so um w w for me one but yes obviously Best man. Oh, dad. Obviously, dad's got to say something mm -hmm. if he wants to. Um, uh, best man, typically. And uh, maid or matron of honor. And then uh, if, if there's somebody else, like a sister or a brother uh, that's either not in the bridal party or um, uh, somebody else that needs to speak, that's it. And no toast should be more than five minutes at the max. So see, I say to my clients, it should be somewhere in that like window of 10 to 12 minutes max for everybody. Yes. Because, you know, some people will laugh, so they'll eat up a few seconds and things like that. But mostly in that part of it, you have everybody's attention for 10 minutes. And you want to keep it. And you want to keep it, yes. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about um, if salads are already on the table and there's a toast going on? I don't like that idea. Um, no? I, 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 I consider it to be one event after another. So people should be paying attention to that toast and those speeches. 
uh, in order to move things along, obviously sometimes you have to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's just the way that, that I do. <laughs> Good job I'm not the caterer. <laughs> well, I've had videographers who tell me that they hate it when the salad is down because they hear all the clinking and the clinking and they have to then go back and edit it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and some obviously some videographers will also mic whoever is talking too. So it's not just through your mic. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I as a planner, we're trying to keep things moving. There's a little bit of joy seeing that the salad's already there and knowing that the people who might not be paying attention at least have something to do. But So what do you toast with when you toast? Uh, usually a glass with some champagne in it. <laughs> do you care if you don't have champagne? No, I, I, I used to um, say that it was a champagne toast. And now you just say toast? No, I now I just say it's just a toast because... Most people cannot afford to do a champagne toast. And, and most of the champagne is awful. I, well, yeah, it's it's just a toast. And it's a I, tiny little bit. And if there's two toasts, there's not enough. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. most facilities like to charge a little extra for that anyway. So True. That yeah. can be something like 3 to $4 per person sometimes for, for a half a glass of... Right, for something that is makes no difference no. to the guests or to uh, uh, the way the event is going to... Um, 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 I think most people, if they want some champagne or Prosecco or whatever, they'll pick that up on the bar before they go and sit down anyways. Absolutely. And then there's usually wine service for toasting, too. As long as they have a glass in their hand, it's a toast. How do you, because I know as a wedding planner, I tend to have to, like, remind the best man when he's going up to grab his glass with him. And there's plenty of times that I've, like, had to walk it over to them. Yeah, that that's a big problem. Uh, my assistant, uh, Chloe always reminds them uh, to bring their glass with them, but they always forget. They always do. It, it, it's, a, it's a nervous situation that they're in. And, and then they uh, just they raise will. their hand empty up in the air. Or they just drop the microphone and run it. Oh, I got to get my glass. No dropping of the microphone. You already <laughs> warned me about that. Uh, yes, I've, I've seen it where they've, uh, they've just like fumbled around, where's my glass, and they pick up a glass of water. Uh, mm. But if, they're, if they bring the, the glass with them, that's the ideal situation. Where do you like them to sort of stand when they're giving that toast? I like to get my cue from the photographer. Now, Good idea. typically, I have them stand next, the maid of honor stand next to the bride, the best man stand next to the groom. Um, it makes for a nice flow coming in and out. Mm -hmm. um, that's just me logistically. Uh, the best place, obviously, in the middle, so the photographer can get a, a picture. Um, I usually do not recommend standing in front of the sweetheart table or the head table because then everybody sees the back of the uh, best man. Or um, when he turns around, you're looking at him, and he's not looking at the people he's toasting to. Yeah, um, I get it. Um, but, again, that's just logistics for me. Um, I've, I've had... Uh, best men come and stand next to me because they're just so nervous they don't want <laughs> to go and stand where everybody is is looking but um it again it doesn't matter as long as the toast gets done and the bride and the groom are happy i think sometimes it depends on the venue too oh yes because like at the inn at mount pleasant they have stairs and where they usually put the sweetheart table sometimes the best man will go stand on the landing of the stairs and sort of look over because there's people up in a loft and there's people below. But then I had a photographer who said they hate that because then everybody's, their heads are all angled weird in the, in yeah, the photo. And, yeah. So those are things to sort of have that conversation yeah. about. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I work at uh, Lake of Isles at Foxwoods uh, a lot and um, it, it's a, it's a beautiful picture where the best man is standing next to the bride and groom or in the middle with 
my lighting in the background and the window uh, outside. Uh, so w when the, the best man or dad suddenly uh, wants to do a walkabout, <laughs> I, I always think of the photographer, you're going to miss the great shot of mm -hmm. the best man with his hand raised with his glass up, the beautiful lighting and the glass in the background. Y what you're going to get is the best man toasting with his hands in the air with a bunch of people in the background. Um, but uh, again, I try to manage the situation beforehand. If they decide to go on a walkabout, nothing I can do about it. It's usually the dads that go for a walkabout. Uh, they love going for walkabouts yeah. because it's their day. I know when I, <laughs> I, I do my daughters, I'm going to be... Yeah, you're going yeah. to listen to any of your own advice or any other professional's advice. You're just going to be like, I'm over here, I'm over here. 45 minutes in. Actually, I did have a dad once who gave a speech for 45 oh, minutes. Been and there. And that was painful. That. Yep. I felt bad for catering. Yep. I was at the Bond when that uh, that happened. It, some great stories he told, but as soon as he was done, there was a great rush to the bathroom. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and to the bar. It was probably a mix oh, of 50-50. Now, that's one of those things. Have you ever had to cut anybody off? Um, no, but I have thought about using the Oscar music in the background and just bringing the volume up <laughs> when they've gone to. But I, I just haven't had the... Um, the gumption to, to, to do that to No, a, it's hard because you don't want to upset anybody, but you also sometimes can see the look on your bride and groom's face and they're going, please do something. Yeah. And there's there's really yeah. not anything you can do. I mean, I've never had to tackle or like wrestle a mic away from anybody yet. No. But Hopefully. The, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> With this day and age, this will be um, uh, something that will happen that we'll, we'll have to go through. Oh, okay. Well, it does not sound very, very exciting. So give me one last toast tip. This is like a whiff. This was your wedding Wednesday tip. What would be your last well, tip? Say something nice about the bride. If you're the best man and if you're the maid of honor, say something nice about the groom. Yeah, I agree. I always say just remember to thank the parents. Good one. Always just thank those parents because they're the ones who will remember it probably longer than anybody else, at least for the toast. Absolutely. Yeah. Great tips. Yeah, works for me. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com that's www.atmosphere-productions.com. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all of New England. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and at www.engagedct.com. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast with DJ Sam. And Kia. So we're going to jump into something that is obviously, obviously a very difficult thing that can happen at weddings. Family and, drama. What is that? Family drama. Oh, it happens. Sometimes it's not even family drama. Sometimes it can be friend drama. So like when you're thinking about who you're going to have in your wedding party. Yes. Pick the people who, first of all, want to be in your wedding party. Yes. Um, don't pick someone just because you feel like you're obligated to. Yes. That's where the drama starts. And just because you were in their wedding does not mean that they have to be in your wedding. Um, just because your groom has five groomsmen, if you only have three, 
girlfriends, just pick three girlfriends. Or vice versa, you can have a best man on the women's side, and no matter what. Absolutely. I've, I've even seen it where um, uh, the bride, uh, the groom's brothers weren't even in the bridal party. Yeah. You can, it all can also just be the two of you. Yeah. You really don't even have to have a bridal party, and sometimes that is a good decision. That's a great decision sometimes. It is the best decision. Yes. Well, the thing is, is drama happens. It's a stressful day. Everybody has so much going on. There's emotion. You're feeling things as a couple. Your family's feeling things. You have all these people who are traveling in, and drama just happens. But I always sort of say to my couples when I meet with them, I say, like, is there anything I need to know about? And I'm sure you do the same thing. So you have a really extensive list that they have to fill out of everything that's going on. But obviously, you need to know if there's any sort of tension with maybe a father of the daughter dance and like a stepdad and a daughter dance and who gets to dance first, which I always sort of say I leave it up to the, the bride yes. to decide. Yes, 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 yes. Um, typically, as you said, I have that list ahead of time, so I know my bride and groom pretty well. But there are sometimes they leave out um, uh, the divorced um, mother of the groom who's remarried and the husband is really flaky and because why would he be on any list nobody knows too much about mm -hmm. him but he now wants to insert himself into uh, the wedding which obviously we all know that he can't but he tries to so yeah, stuff like that it happens and one of the things is I tell couples right from the beginning if it's an issue let's try to address it before the wedding day but obviously when we're at wedding day that's really not the point in time to start arguing with them you're just not going to you know it's not going to get solved Absolutely. at that moment Absolutely. and you really just have to figure out hey if your parent brings their new spouse or their new boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever this is not the time to pick a fight because no one will look good and especially you won't look good yeah um that's where the term bridezilla comes from yes yes and like I said, it's not going to get solved. If anything, it's probably going to make the rift a little bit worse. Um, I see it a lot with divorced families. They refuse to either sit near each other or they can't be seen. Um, they don't even like to like sit on the same side of the church. It's one day. You, you it's, can't. And usually it's like an hour. <laughs> I always try to know because I try to give you guys a heads up. I try to give, um, as a planner, I try to give the photographer a heads up because it's really important if they know that they're doing family photos that they're not accidentally putting people next to each other who shouldn't be next to each other. And unfortunately, this is, it's, it's something that happens at weddings. As a person who's divorced, I'm, you know, I keep telling my children I will behave very, very well <laughs> when it comes to their wedding day. Promise. I promise. It's all heard here. They'll play it back a thousand times to me to remind me. But it's one of those things where I have to remember, too, as a parent, I don't want there to be any extra tension. I don't want there to be any extra stress for my own children. And I wish that sometimes other people would do that. Sometimes I say, hey, is there like a code word to get them, like, break up whatever's going on? Yeah. You, you would think that on this one special day that everybody would be on the same page. Yes. But they're not. I once had a wedding where the uh, the groom's parents had not spoken to each other in 20 years. And they both came to the bar at the same time. And they looked at each other and they said, you know what, let's just do a shot. And they said, yep, they did it. And they walked away from each other, but they were nothing but polite. And sometimes that can happen. Um you know, I've had siblings who throw hissy fits about things. I can't even think of what they are. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've had people have grooms who tell you, like, please don't let this person grab the mic ever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I have a standing order, and this is a, a, a tip 
uh, that, that I'd like to, uh, to pass on is that I don't give the microphone to anyone unless they are listed on my planner. Oh, brilliant. Anybody. So that means if uh, mother or dad is not listed on there, they don't get the microphone. The only caveat is if I can see that it is an emotional moment mm -hmm. and dad just grabs the microphone, I'm going to let it go. But if it's drunk dad that <laughs> grabs the microphone, it stays off. Gotcha. Nope, that makes sense. And one of the things is, too, is one of the reasons you like to meet with your couples is you get to know them and you get to see who they are and you get to already know what might be like an emotional thing for them. But the other thing that can happen sometimes is like something will be said. <laughs> and and the, it starts something. And it starts something. And you really don't want it to. But this is why I always have an assistant, too, because I'll be like, hey, go get this person a glass of very watered down, whatever, <laughs> and like maybe go take them for a walk or maybe go step outside. And sometimes it's all it is is everybody just needs a moment to cool off because it is such an intense emotional day, good and bad. It just is. But, you know, like I said, if you can try to avoid some of the drama, like not having your pain in the butt cousin who doesn't want to be in the bridal party or wants to complain about everything, then they shouldn't be in the bridal party because you know they're going to complain. You know they're going to make a scene. Once again, it's not your wedding. True. Absolutely. It, it's the bride and groom's uh, day, and your opinion really means nothing. I've had brides who have fired bridesmaids, and they'll come back to me and they'll say, oh, did I do something wrong? And I was like, no. I mean, it's really genuinely, you need that day to go smoothly. There's so many things that are going to be happening. And if someone really just can't put their bad feelings aside and be happy for you, and I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but think about how many things a couple goes through on their wedding day. Yeah, and absolutely. you really have to sort of ask yourself, what are you willing to put up with? Because I would not be willing to put up with a lot. <laughs> but maybe that's because I've been doing this for very long. But now, how do you handle, like I said, well, maybe like the stepdad and the uh, stepmom type of issue. If they want to walk in with their spouse or if they want to walk in with their brand new boyfriend or something when you're doing sort of lineup that's already solved in the pre-bridal meeting when okay. we or, or conversation on the phone when we line up the uh, the bridal party go through the names of the people that need to be introduced so uh, the names will be listed i'll go over the names this is the order that you want them to uh, to come in is there anybody else that you think might want to come in and especially if, if you see on the form uh, where it's father of the bride um, escorting his wife mm -hmm. uh, then you know that there's already some sort of um, um, uh, not issue but something that you should look out for so typically I catch that at the very beginning so that there's no last minute that um, hey m m mom wants to walk in with her boyfriend mm -hmm. that wouldn't not happen on the day uh, and again I, I try to control the situation so that before before it even gets to the day of the reception, we've already tried to solve those sort of problems so that it's not a surprise on the day. Oh, absolutely. As a planner, we have to do the same thing. And I always sort of tell couples, like, what's the best way that you want them to walk down? Like, how, When they're being introduced, how do you want them to be introduced? Yeah. I mean, I've had, you know, Grandma Mary, if that's how she wants to be introduced, then we'll introduce her as Grandma Mary. I, I, and I, I think it's a fundamental thing that many entertainers and many event planners totally forget to do is ask the bride what they want to do mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily what you've learned as a planner or a 
DJ in my case, what you've done in the past. Maybe the bride doesn't want to do it that way. You can give your professional opinion, but if she doesn't want to do it that way, you have to honor that because, as I said before, it's her day. It's not yours. That makes sense. Also, one of those ways to sometimes avoid that is, which I actually sort of do like, is parents already seated and you just say their name and they're standing up and they wave to everybody. I always find that that is a very peaceful, negotiated, good type of way to introduce them. Because I'm English, I always call it the royal way. Oh, yes. Because wow. they always do the little, Twist. there you go. The little, that's <laughs> all that we need you to do is to sit at the chair and give a royal wave. Yeah. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of weddings where just the bride and groom are introduced, which is great. And we can also recognize um, the bridal party from their table. There's oh, nothing wrong in doing that. That's, that's true. I don't, ever, I don't think I've seen that in quite a while. What I do love is when you do get families who have blended families and everything else going on and they're all so supportive and they're all so loving it's such a great feeling when you leave those types of weddings because you can tell everybody's there for the right reason absolutely and they just love it well okay so what is one of your last like tips to give if if a bride or a groom comes to you and says you know my brother tends to get super drunk and just please watch him then i watch him uh i try to get those situations solved ahead of time so the biggest tip is find out everything you can about the bride and the groom and ask a lot of questions. Um, then those situations don't come up. If it happens then and there on the day, obviously nobody gets the microphone, but I would speak to the bride and the groom. Hey, your drunk brother wants to say something. Mm. Do you want me to allow <laughs> him to, to, to say something? I know you said no before, but do you want to change your mind? Um, typically they say no, you know, just move on. Uh, and in my case, it's usually requesting a song that they never wanted to hear. <laughs> that brother comes up, oh, they love this song. It's the song that they want to dance to. Uh, I won't play it unless uh, th- I get there okay. So I guess the tip is really um, check in with the bride and groom. Make sure it's okay with them. Yeah, my tip is as a bride and groom or whoever's getting married, you should really feel comfortable to trust your professionals and let them Give them that sort of heads up because it'll make your day so much more peaceful and just you'll feel better. And, you know, at the end of it, you'll be thankful that you shared, obviously. Great tip. Okay. So I hope that you join us next time. Remember, if you have any topics that you want us to cover, uh, just send us an email to engagect at gmail.com. And also look for us on all of our social media platforms under Be Engaged and Inspired. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.